Hey guys, welcome to season one of the Prayer House podcast. Our mission is to encourage and nourish everyone through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So welcome to the family, and we hope that you'll be blessed by this message. I'm glad that uh, I'm, I'm a part of this again, and you guys give me another opportunity to share the word. So I guess the first one was too offensive that you guys decided to kick me out and never bring me back. Um, anyways, I'm honored. Thank you uh, for all the leadership and everyone who gave me this opportunity. Let's cut uh, straight into the word without spending any more time uh, by going to Luke 19. That's where the word of God wants to take us today. I'm going to be reading it. He entered Jericho and was passing through. There was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able because of the crowd since he was a short man. So running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus since he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down because today it is necessary for me to stay at your house. So he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. All who saw it began to complain, he's gone to stay with a sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, I'll give half of my possessions to the Lord. Lord, and if I have exhorted anything from anyone, I pay, I'll pay four times as much. Today salvation has come to his house, Jesus told him, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost. God, as we are speaking this word, I pray, Lord, that you will not allow me to say that anything that doesn't come from your word, if it is scripturally aligned with what you want me to say today, Lord, please don't enable me to say that. But otherwise, God, I pray the mighty wind of God shall transform and touch lives tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So what I might say today uh, might offend some, might shake up some, might make people think a lot. Uh, might even make some people even text me and say, hey, so uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, nothing too controversial or anything like that, but it's it's pretty much biblical what I'm going to be speaking today. Today, I would like to introduce uh, to you the character Zacchaeus, right? So I remember um, singing the song Zacchaeus was a very, oh, it's actually a very, uh, very little man, a very little man was he. He climbed up on a sycamore tree for the Savior. He wanted to see, I don't know if most of you know the song, but but it was some one of the Sunday school songs that I studied. And it's funny how one of his physical ailment is actually being sung throughout generations or centuries. Um, most of our physical ailments is sung around by our friends, our family, and our church community. But what I want to tell you this evening time is God's word is going to bring salvation to your life, just like Zacchaeus had it. Zacchaeus must have been a short man, but when he had salvation... You know exactly what happened. So let's go. Zacchaeus was a tax, a chief tax collector. He was the highest prominent person of the uh, Roman Empire at that point. He was a Jew, but yet hated by the Jewish people. Why? Because Jewish people didn't want to pay tax because they didn't support a pagan culture. They didn't want to spend their taxes to build up the Roman Empire uh, because that was not a godly kingdom, right? So him being a Jew was working for the Roman uh, Empire, um, made him an enemy of the Jewish people already. And on top of that, he was a tax collector. Let me just tell you how terrible it's to be a tax collector. If you go to, um, if, you, if, if uh, there's, a, uh, there's a reference that Jesus makes uh, in Matthew itself, that if two people, um, 
if I had that verse pulled up. Yeah, uh, Matthew 18 verses, uh, Matthew 18 verses 17. Um, Jesus actually makes a reference of how terrible it is actually to be a tax collector in that time. For example, if he rece- refuse to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to even listen to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. What does that mean? It pretty much means don't talk to them, like shun them, like don't even bother with them. That's the reputation that Zacchaeus had. But Zacchaeus had a lot of money, a lot of fame, a lot of wealth. Um, and, and he was a prominent person in his own world. Zacchaeus had one downfall, and that's his height. He was short. I love Luke because uh, Luke is a physician who wrote this book, right? So he's a doctor. He pretty much takes a big note on everybody's physical wellness and appearance. That's why even in Luke, he talks about the bent woman in, um, in Luke 13 verses 10. He talks about Zacchaeus as a short man. Uh, he talks about a man who's lame at birth. And then he talks about a Ethiopian eunuch. He, he's, he gives special attention to the physical features like a physician would. And um, I also love Luke for another reason, because Luke is one of the um, only gospels that actually talk about the, um, the parables, about uh, the encounters of Jesus with women. Um, so he had a problem. He was short. He had a desire, and that is to see who this Jesus is. I'm pretty sure he, he, he heard a lot, right? So Jesus is this hot, popular topic in town. He, and he knew and he heard, oh, he's walking by the town, by the way. Um, so he had a status as a chief collector, very famous guy, very rich guy, just like most of us, worship leaders, pastors, kids, born again, Pentecostals. We are the top notch. He had one physical ailment and that was short. He was short, but he had a lot of money. So like most of us, we have one shortcoming in our life, one weakness, something that you and I know very personally that we are very offended about or, uh, that, that sin or that, or that, or that, um, or that, uh, lust that still lingers in our heart, that one shortcoming. But we have that desire just like Zacchaeus, like, I want to see Jesus. Why? For Jesus, uh, for Zacchaeus, Jesus was just like another miracle worker. He was like that, that magician who's walking around the town because the, the verse, the, the chapter right before it, Jesus just healed a blind man um, and, and he's just en route, uh, en route to do his ministry. And, and Zacchaeus definitely heard, oh, there's a miracle worker who actually healed a blind man. I don't know what Zacchaeus' intention was to see Christ, but he was really curious, like most of us, right? We go to church. Why? Because we're just curious. We, we just want to see Christ. A lot of our um, colleagues, they just want to see Christ. He's met with a problem. And that is, it's in verse um, three. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able to because of the crowd since he was a short man. So he had a crowd problem plus a physical problem, which caused him not to see Jesus. The crowd that we face in, in our today's life is the friendships, the relationships, the Instagram pages that we follow, the Facebook pages that we follow, the songs that we listen to. Coupled with our weaknesses, such as our lust, our sexual morality, our addiction, our words, our behavior, you couple them both, you cannot see Jesus. That's what happened to Zacchaeus. You know, he, he, first of all, he was hated by the community because of, because of who he was. Uh, and try to get through that crowd just to see Jesus. That's even going to be more harder, right? Like if you, if somebody came right next to you and you really didn't like them, imagine Hundreds of thousands of people following Christ 
trying tr- trying to push away Zach is when he's trying to come. Like I made this uh, a tiny little illust- illustration on PowerPoint, which I'm going to show you in a little bit. But that's what Zach has had. Zach is, was a bad man. He knew it. He knew exactly why people hated him. Uh, but he wanted to get past that um, huddle that he had in his life. He still wanted to see Jesus. And and that's the that's the um, small little presentation I just want to show you. So look, this is Zach. Uh, can you guys see my... Okay, now you can, right? So this is Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is right behind the crowd. And we're talking about a lot of crowd. We're not just talking about hundred, just 100 people or, or just few. We're talking about a lot of crowd. Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus, but he wanted to. What did he do? You can read that in verse four. So running ahead, he climbed up, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see the Jesus. What he did was he went, he didn't go with the crowd. He went ahead of the crowd and actually technically ahead of Jesus too, and waited uh, at the sycamore tree to, um, to encounter Jesus. Did I get my screen back? Where am I? I don't know how to, oh, okay. All right, there you go. Okay, good. So he bypassed the crowd to see Jesus. Zacchaeus would have been so intimidated at the fact that, can you imagine a little a little, little midget just running, 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 running on the side of the whole crowd? People must have been making fun of him. Dude, you're crazy. What are you doing? But all he had to say, hey, I'm actually going to go see Jesus. People probably would have never believed him when he said, I don't even know if he said this idea, right? Like, I'm going to climb a tree. Like, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Because he's short. So he's running. Uh, why? Because he knows Jesus is going to be right ahead of that crowd. He's running because he knows Jesus is right ahead of the crowd. Because wherever Jesus went, there was a huge crowd. He was a miracle worker. He was, he was the son of God. He was, uh, the one, he was the one that everyone wanted to see. A lot of us chase after a crowd thinking that there's going to be Christ in it. A lot of us are going to be following false doctrine and theology because there's so much crowd to it. A lot of us are going to be singing songs that are so famous and so popular that are so catchy because the crowd does it, because the crowd is following it. But you and I don't know exactly if there's Jesus right in front of that crowd. That's where you and I need to have the Holy Spirit to assess, to discern that when you and I are following certain crowd, is it based on just popularity or or is really Jesus in front of that? A lot of us, a lot of us, you know, uh, I don't want to pull, pull names, but we are like Zacchaeus. We are trying to follow that crowd because we, we expect Jesus to be in there. We, we expect that theology or the doctrine or that worship or that church to have Jesus in there. But sometimes you're like Zacchaeus when you're about to sit upon that sycamore tree and you look down, you might not see Jesus. That's what I want you to remind yourself. They say, see, crowd, whenever there's a crowd, there has to be something popular about it, right? That's why Jesus was popular, so he had a crowd. Crowd brings a lot of attention. Crowd brings a lot of dust. Like, think about it. They're walking through the sands, the desert of Jericho. They're walking down, walking down, a lot of dust and smoke. And that's how he saw from afar. Ooh, I see a big crowd. That's definitely Jesus. I got to go see him, right? And that's where this whole thing starts because they didn't have text messages or phone calls to be like, or tweets or Facebook status messages saying, Jesus is in town, come meet him at here, here, right? None of that. He saw a crowd. He knew that was Jesus, ran. 
a lot of us see a lot of smoke and a lot of uh, dust coming up and we see a lot of crowd following that person or teaching or teacher or church or worship leaders and all these things and, and, and we go and, and we try to find Jesus in there, but there isn't Jesus. These are the kind of uh, crowd or commotions who follow um, uh, unknowingly of what they're following because Matthew seven twenty one to 23, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we did prophecy in your name. We casted out your demons in your name. We do mighty works in your name. And then I'll declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. See, Jesus talking about a group of crowd that followed the people who did a lot of signs and wonders and miracles but there was no actual presence of Jesus or the, or the repentance, a heart of repentance for what they followed. So make sure when you and I follow a crowd, I know you and I are looking for, that, for Jesus. You and I are looking for Jesus, but that crowd might not even lead you to Jesus. It's probably just all fluff. It's just signs and wonders and miracles. It doesn't have the, 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 the life-giving word or the, or, the, or the doctrine that brings salvation to your life. Now, Zacchaeus is sitting on the tree. He's waiting for what? Just to take a look at Jesus, not even to commune with him, just to take a look at it. Now, I want you to start thinking in, 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 um, in Zacchaeus' shoe. Okay, so you're now waiting. He climbed a sycamore tree. Me being an adult, I don't like to climb trees. It's very hard. It's very difficult. Sycamore tree is a very large, huge tree, okay? It, it has, it's in the same family as a fig tree. The, um, so it's a tall tree. Can you imagine a short man climbing a tall tree and he sat all the way up to a point where he can see Jesus above all the crowds, right? So you got to have a very good height. The amount of effort that he took just to have a glimpse of Jesus. That's something you and I need to take a note of his, his physical ailment did not stop him from following Jesus or the thirst to find who Jesus was. He climbed up on a sycamore tree and now he's waiting for Christ to pass by. And he was just going to wait and, 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 and see Christ just pass by. But what happened was Christ stopped exactly at that point. And what did Christ say? He said, look, uh, he said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down because today it is, it, is, it is necessary for me to stay at your house. For many of you, you have been seeking the revival. You have been seeking the salvation. You have been seeking the joy, the peace, the answer to your life, the fulfillment. And today you have arrived at the sycamore tree at prayer house. And today the Savior is telling you, I need to come to your house. I need to come to your heart tonight. Zacchaeus did not say, whoa, wait, no, my house is not clean. No, oh God, no, wait, not, not today, maybe tomorrow. No, Zacchaeus actually was so happy. But I feel like Zacchaeus would have been extra special because he, for him, he was a tax collector. Nobody addressed him by his name. Nobody was his friend. When he ran past that crowd, he knew that these people were not his friends because they didn't even let him go through. He ran, and when he heard his name, Zacchaeus, that special touch and connection that the creator and the creation had at that moment, it's beautiful. That's why he just said, he, he, he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. Your heart tonight to respond to the creator. He's saying, I want to come inside your heart and live inside your heart. It doesn't matter what society talks about you. It doesn't matter how terrible you are in life. It doesn't matter how, 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 how much of a shortcoming in your life you have. Jesus wants to come inside your life this evening time and stay with you. 
he joyfully accepted the master's call, took him to his house, and you'll see what happens. The first thing happened was all who saw it to began to complain. He's gone to stay with the sinful man. This happens to a lot of our churches, a lot of our Christian friends. The moment when you start seeing a man saved or turned away from a sinful way, the first thing you'll be like, wait, he's a guy who actually did that and this and this. She's the girl that she actually did and that and this. The community is still going to talk. People are still going to talk because that's the nature. That's the nature of people. But the master is in your home. The master wants to dine with you. The master wants to have fellowship with you tonight. And the, and the first thing that happened to Zacchaeus was what? Zacchaeus stood there and said to the, and to the Lord, look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor Lord. And if I've exhorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. Zacchaeus had an inward conversion with an outward expression. Did you get that? He had an outward expression of an inward change or an inward confession. Most of us are like Zacchaeus. We have this inward confession, but nobody has the outward expression. You claim to stop cursing, but all the songs that you listen to are pretty much filthy. You claim to stop watching pornography, but the shows that you watch are filled with lust, immorality, and adultery. You claim to, li- to, to stop lying, but almost every text that you send is pretty shady. You claim to stop fooling around with girls or boys, yet you slide into people's DMs and still give the false messages. If you truly had the touch of God in your heart, you would show that in an outward expression. I can also tie this to baptism, and I'm pretty sure uh, Perhouse already did this. It's an inward conversion of your heart that Jesus came, that you would definitely show an outward conversion of baptism. Similarly, You claim that you've been touched by God. You say that you've been revived by God. You say that you got the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You say that Jesus encountered you. Where is the proof? You got to put your money where the mouth is. You know what that is? You can't be claiming to be somebody who you are, but none of your works show it. You say you're a fruitful tree. Show me the fruit. But you have hope tonight because Jesus still loves you and he wants to come to your heart. Dine with you and say, listen, Zacchaeus, I know you definitely messed up. I also see that you really wanted to come see me. You only wanted to see me, but my purpose for you in your life was that I want to dine with you. I want to have a fellowship with you because I, I, what did Jesus say? Today, salvation has come to his house because he too is the son of Abraham for the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost. I don't know who you are today. You might be that Zacchaeus. You might be that Zacchaeus, a Christian who's been pretty popular in your circle, uh, like, like Zacchaeus was in his job at least, but hate it secretly because of what you do. What you need today is a true communication with Jesus, a true fellowship with Jesus. If you claim to be revived in the spirit, if you claim that you are a Christian, let your outward experience show it. Let your clothing show it. Let your dress show it. Let your speech be ex- an example of it. Let your love to other people show it. You see, when conversion happens to you when, you, you, when you say you're redeemed, when you're cleansed, when you're changed, you go from black to white. You don't stay from black to gray. It's a polar opposite. He went from being a richest man in the town to pretty much almost nothing. He gave back everything and he paid back everybody who did the wrong four times. When you say that I have completely changed in, in not watching sinful things, 
my man, then you will not even pay attention to a single advertisement that comes on the TV that is lustful. If you say that you really are, are a converted believer and, and, and you know what, I've surrendered to the Lord and I'm engaging myself in worship, you will not be listening to the filth on, as, as songs or as in movies. That's a change you need. If you say that I'm going to treat my, the woman that, that God gives me as, as, as purely as my wife, well, you won't be messing around in other people's messages. You need a true conversion tonight, and that's what Jesus is here for. The Savior is here in this town, in this prayer house, and he's looking up to you in your heart, and he's saying, I want to dine with you. Now, for all the holy people um, that are sitting and saying, well, I'm not a Zacchaeus. I never had any of these issues. I've been a clean, goody two-shoe. Guess what? You know some of the Zacchaeuses around you, in your church, in your family, in your church. You are the only gospel, and you are the only salvation or the, or the glimpse of Jesus that they will ever see. Have you ever stopped to look at them in their face-to-face and say, hey, I love you. And, I, I, and, I, and I'm sorry for what you did and what you've gone through, but I just want to talk to you about the salvation that Jesus can bring to you. Can you imagine the reason why, one of the main reasons why Zacchaeus was so touched is because our Savior touched him, connected with him personally, loved him. Jesus didn't condemn him right off the bat and say, oh, you sinner, come down here. I want to go and beat I want to go to your house and give you a big lecture. No, no, no. Our life needs to reflect Christ, which is all about love. Love the human, hate the evil. That's the concept. You and I know that, that sinner, right? You and I know that sinner, uh, and we try our best not to talk to them because they're drug addicts or they're influenced with something bad, and, and, and we try to bring them to church, and all our parents will be like, no, no, don't bring them to church. He has his past. He has his bad. No, no. Christ loved the creation that he created, and that's our job. For most of our Zacchaeus around us, we're the only gospel that they will hear. We're the only testimony that we'll hear. Approach them gently. Approach them kindly and lovingly. For, you know, Jesus says, to, to, more, to, to more love that's been given. Uh, it's, in, um, it's in Matthew. Uh, he says, uh, to, the, to the more the love is shown, the more is expected. That means more grace you've been given, the more grace you have to give to others. I want you to take away two things this evening if you didn't even pay attention to half the things I said today. From Zacchaeus' life. Listen, you need to take that extra step in your life to get away from that crowd, from that crowd to, to see Jesus. If that, if that may be a friendship, if that may be a relationship, if that may be a page on Instagram, if that may be a follower on Instagram or Facebook, if that may be a Snapchat that you receive, if that may be a text, t- text message that you keep receiving at night or something that you're twiddling with that you're not supposed to, that's the crowd you need to get away with. Because the moment that crowd plus your, your weakness in your life metal You can't see Jesus. That's your block. Run. Run as far as you can away from that crowd and wait for Jesus to show up. Because he will. He is in journey. He is in journey for your heart. He is looking at you today and saying, hey, what what have you done as an extra step of faith? Such as, have you taken that extra day of fasting? Have you actually unfriended that person? Have you actually stopped listening to those secular songs that corrupt your, your minds? What have you taken that extra step like Zacchaeus did? Hey, Zacchaeus could have been like, I'm a short man, but I got all the money in the world. If Jesus is really a cool guy, he can come to me. No. What have you done? What, what have you gone out of your way to see Christ, to experience the encounter? 
don't just simply fool yourself by every time going to that sycamore tree by coming to ICP of camps and prayer house and churches and trying to peep at Jesus. He's inviting you today. Change your heart, change your life. And if you repent, if you truly have a conversion in your heart about your sin, make sure that you show it in your outward expression because you need to show the world what change Jesus did. See, all Zacchaeus could have said was like, I'm changed, I'm good, I would never sin. No, the outward expression was that I am remorseful of what I did, God. I'm sorry. And here you are. Here's the sign, guys. Here's what I did. And that's what he did. Now for Jesus, a takeaway message from Jesus that I want to be very sure that you all get is make sure you have a genuine friendship to save someone. Save, love that person that, that you know is really messed up. Love them, but don't hate them. Hate the evil that's in them. Don't let that evil corrupt you. Make sure it doesn't because sin is very attractive. You both can be pulled together, but I just want to remind you, love the sinner like Jesus loved you because you once too were Zacchaeus and now you just happen to find that light. So make sure that for some, you're the only gospel that, you, that, that will be reached to them. Just offer them a prayer. Just say, Jesus loves you. Just say, God loves you. Show the genuine love that the master has shown upon you so that you too can allow him to have salvation in his life. May God bless you with these words. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please drop us a rating and a review if you have the time. We'd really appreciate it. Till then, keep searching and keep listening for his voice.